We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spider-Man. You get all the attention now. Ooh, I like that. Spider-Man. That might be called new nickname. Swider basket in a foul. Eddie Casey. Swider. Answer back. Swider from deep. Laces the three. Swider. And one. Count the bucket. Welcome back to the Sweater Show, everyone. Episode 47. Patty, this is number 47, man. It's crazy. We're inching up on half a century here. It's it's the real deal, man. And uh, yeah, no no guests this week. We've been busy the last couple weeks having the Bayheims on, Jimmy and Buddy, having some great episodes. Adam giving us some great trivia and, and. and we we've just been having we've been having a blast doing it, but hey, we're, we're back to like episode one type of style. Obviously, um, I've been busy the last couple of weeks in, in Miami, and uh, we just want to recap you guys on that, and then just do a little hoop talk here and there. You know what I mean, right, Patty? Yeah, it's a great time of year for sports fans. It's a great time of year for for podcast fans, for friends of the show. Um, I do think, probably collectively, our best content has been with the guests. We love love our guests dearly, but we're just the boys in the house chopping it up. That's that. Those are my favorite episodes to do. I think. So um, yeah, there's it's going to be a good episode in store. We'll, like you said, do a little check in. I don't know if we want to start with that, but uh, how's the week in Miami? It's been good, man. It's been good. I can't complain. Um, it's, it's been a lot of. It's been it's been cool to see all these guys start to funnel back in, right? Like there's like twenty guys in the gym, ten roster players, three two ways, and we've have we have like six or seven guys who are just trying to make it, right? Um, like five, four guys who signed on like E10s, three guys who might sign non-guaranteed contracts. Um, we just had a bunch of guys in the gym who who just been wanting to be a part of Miami Heat organization. I mean, I don't blame them. It's it's a great organization to be a part of, winning mm-hmm. culture. Uh, Spo's back. Pat Riley's been in the gym. Uh, Andy Ellisberg, the GM, has been in the gym. So it, it's been a great environment in there. We've been competing. Um, I mean, there's been chatter on the coaches like we're in such good shape that. Like they think we can start training camp tomorrow. We I, I finished my conditioning tests officially, so. Uh, oh, you passed it, it? I officially passed it, man, and had eight. Hell yeah! Bank, so let's so go. I'm, uh, yeah, so fir- first step of being a Miami Heat player is down. Uh, so so it's been great, man. Great great experience. Just trying to just trying to find my ways into these pickup runs. When there's 20 guys and 10 roster plays, it's kind of hard to get into these pickup runs. Sometimes. Yeah, where where do you fall in that pecking order? Man, it's tough. I, I I told my dad like, you can't get mad because it's like, all right, like, I'm an E10, like I'm I'm fighting right. to get my way onto this roster, but it's a little frustrating. You get like two three games in, in an hour and fifteen minutes, and you just you yeah. just want to get on there so bad and just prove yourself. But 
at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It's, it's part of the process, right? You can't get mad. Uh-huh. A, cu- a, a couple of these guys, like, who are on e- E10s, like, they get really, really frustrated about it. And, uh, I mean, it's a part of it, man. Like, like you're, you're, you got to yeah. go in there and make the most of your opportunity. It's kind of like that in the NBA, too. Like, you're going to get four or five minutes segments, you know what I mean? And you just got to try and make the most of it. Right. Well, you're trying to also prove yourself, too. And you got to, like, be playing live to, to prove to the other guys that, like, all right, I actually belong on the court here. Is there a little bit of a struggle with uh, striking the balance between being a competitive guy like yourself and be like, no, I fucking, like, want to be in these games. I want to play it. And also on the other end, not overstepping, like you're saying, with the E10 and being like, no, I, I should be on the court right now? Yeah, well, like I said, it's, it's all about just making the most of your opportunity. Like, you want to uh-huh. go in there and just and just kill the world and, and, and just be out there and just win every single game. But the, in reality, it's like they're going to be there to get those guys developed, and you got to go in there and try and, like, wreck some havoc. You know what I mean? Like, just, just right, try and yeah. be the best like, possible player make your you mark. can be. Yeah. Exactly. Make your mark and yeah. – and, uh-huh. and get in the game and 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 do the, do the things that's gonna get you on the NBA court. So it's been good. Right. It's been good. Early on, like I was I was playing a lot in those pickup games and they were fun. And, and now it's just get when, when I get on, make the most of the opportunity and just and just go go full right. steam ahead. So we haven't had much of a pre-show lately, like like the yeah. normal cadence where it's me and you chopping up for like a half hour and then we bring the guests on because with our two correspondents, Buddy and Jimmy Beheim. Our favorite brothers. Yep. They're just part of the show. You know what I mean? They just start from the top. There's not much of a pre-show. So can you kind of lay out your schedule the next couple of weeks? Like, when does training camp actually start? We actually yeah, might so, have covered this on the pod, but I don't remember. So I'm going to ask again. And if you listen yeah, to might, it, then you can might, skip this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might, might as well. Uh, I got a couple more details, though. So... Um, mm-hmm. Next week will be another week like this one. We're, we'll be playing pickup. We'll be getting get in the gym together. Um, and then next Monday will be media day. So media day. And then once media day is over, we'll go right to Boca Raton to FAU and, and start our training camp on that Tuesday, October 3rd. So I guess we'll, we'll be going from, from Tuesday to Saturday um, in Boca Raton, like doing training camp. Come, come back on Sunday, have an off day, have like a scrimmage, like a pink, I think it's called pink versus white scrimmage in front of the, in front okay. of the Heat fans on that Monday. And we have a preseason nice. game on Tuesday. So that I heard that pink versus white game is a good opportunity for, for those E10 guys to kind of show what you're doing. Because I, I don't think the the big dogs, Jimmy and Bam and, right. and Tyler and all those guys will play a lot of minutes in those because we have the preseason game the next game. So, mm-hmm. or preseason game the next day. So, uh yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to have this opportunity, and um, it's, it's 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 inching up on us for sure. Yeah, it's coming up quick. It's like I don't know where the summer went. It feels like you just finished summer league, and we've been checking in throughout. But um, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, Spo comes back. Is like everyone in house now? Like you were saying, like is he back? Is Jimmy back? Is Bam back? Are all the guys back? Jimmy had Jimmy hasn't been back, but Kevin Love's back. Uh, Bam Bam's back. Kyle Lowry hasn't been in. Tyler hasn't been in. But basically, everybody else has been in. And mm-hmm. it's been cool to kind of see all these guys trickle back in and um, just see how organized and, and how they work. Right. I, I always talked about last year. What seeing Russ work, seeing Braun work, seeing all these guys work. Right. I've been so blessed to be around all these different types of Hall of Famers. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. in my two years, see, seeing. Well, going to be hopefully seeing Jimmy come back pretty soon and seeing him work. Um, Bam is just – 
he's just a workhorse. You know what I mean? Just in the gym four times a day, like like, like we talked about on the podcast. Just yeah, really, you've been as you've been as impressed with him as like you have been with the other guys that you talk about. I think when it comes to working hard, I, I haven't been around too many people where I can look at them and say, you really work harder than me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, And when looking at Bam, I just respect the fact that he's already a superstar. He's already made a max contract, and he's still working out four times a day. And I, right. when I ask him, like, how do you work out four times a day? He's like, yo, like, if, if Kobe can work out five times a day, if we can do all these things like on the court, like no one can tell us that we can't work out four times a day. It's, it's all in the mind. And I'm like, wow, like you have a different type of mentality. And I just respect that. And then just seeing like he makes the, like they make it to the finals this past year and he's still hungry and driven. And, and yeah, I've been really, really impressed with him, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Just like very healthy for you to be around too. Immediate day, we're gonna need some updates from there. I want you to take yeah. a mental notes for the pod, what the funniest question was what your best response was, all that. Yeah. Um, do you have a number picked out yet, or, or does that come down the line? We'll be back. We'll be back in that number 21. 21? No way. 21. I was thinking. I've, I've played my best Jimmy, basketball Jimmy's in 21. Jimmy's 22, right? Yep. You think you played your best basketball? I mean, you could argue that. Last year wasn't a bad year for yourself. Syracuse, I was 21. And, and uh, South Bay, I was 21. Oh, true. I was thinking you were 20 with South Bay because you were 20 with the Lakers. Nope, 21 with, 21 with South Bay. Oh, hell yeah. We're back. The, uh, we're back. The logo works. Thank you guys again for, uh, yeah, for uh, voting on the logo. <laughs> I'm not going to mention who me was pioneering for the one that we ended up keeping. So, um, yeah, I mean, 21 works. The logo works. So, yeah, that's – Getting chills over here. It's basketball season's upon us. Football season's on full swing. Um, yeah, this is good of a time of year. But any other check-ins? Any other things you want to note for Miami before I have uh, our burning question of the week about the Team USA? No, like I said, it's been a great experience so far. Really excited for training camp. Um, really happy to pass that conditioning test a week early and, and, and kind of get moving forward. A week early? How's that work? Well, the official test would be next week, but since we were pretty far in advance, like we we just we just banged it out. We just banged it out this oh, past nice. weekend and and, uh, and and got and got to it. That's good stuff. Congrats, brother! It's a huge milestone. Thank you, man. We should uh, lay it out like on Instagram and have some of our followers try and do it and see how many can. But the question I had that I was pondering that I wanted to get your take on. Um, we also didn't have much opportunity to kind of break down the team USA finish. I think the last time we were talking about it, we, like all basketball fans, were very fired up for the Team USA-Canada matchup in the final, presumably. Yep. And we ended up getting it, but it was a third-place game, which I don't think anyone kind of foresaw. Um, team USA ended up finishing in fourth. I was not up. I was not awake. I caught highlights of the Canada-USA game. Dylan Brooks went absolutely crazy. Just <laughs> eight for nine from three, 38 points, 39 points, whatever it was. Um, in a way, it was like kind of cool, but also everyone doesn't like him. So it was a weird reaction. But every single time the U.S. loses in a, it's usually in the World Cup because they haven't lost in the Olympics in however many years. But even in the Olympics, when like Spain gives them a run for their money, and it's like Ricky Rubio and the Gasol brothers, that kind of makes more sense because like you recognize the names, they're NBA players. 
But what's your take on, like, the ultimate example to me, just because he's my guy because we share a name, is Patty Mills. He could be on Argentina, and he will light up Team USA and look like the best player on the court. But then if you put in, like, say it's a six-point game the entire time and, like, USA ends up squeaking out a win or this year they lost, what do you contribute those rosters being so close on, like, a FIBA court when if you were to put them on an NBA court, they'd probably lose by 50? That's very well, long-winded, but I think you get yeah. the, yeah, yeah. the point of the Well, first, first and foremost, like, when you look at the roster of our team, we don't have our best players over there. We probably had, like, our – and no, this is no disrespect to the players that went over there. I think they played, they played really hard. They played really well. Um, they they left everything out on the court. They, they, Spo came back and talked about how, how great those guys were to coach. Like there was no attitude problems. Everyone was on the same page to win. And listening to JJ Redick, JJ Redick's podcast, Coach K said that these this team was worthy of being a gold medalist. Like they were they were worthy of being champions. Like just from a psychological and, and all that standpoint. So. That aside, like it is probably like our C or D team when it comes to the talent level. So that's what I want to put out there first, first and foremost. Secondly, I would have I would have to put a lot of it just on the style of play, right? It's a lot more physical. The refs don't call those same calls. Um, Spo was talking about also like when Jalen Brunson was in the second round of the playoffs against the Miami Heat, and and this Jalen Brunson's a killer. He's pro- he was one of the one of the best players on that team this year. Um, for Team USA, like right. he would go into the he would go into the lane, get hit, throw his head back, and get two free throws. They're not calling that in FIBA. You know what I mean? That like the game yeah. is so stylistically different. And then he and Trey Young are like are the two guys that Austin's very good at that too. But he played very um, well in Manila. Too. Austin's Austin's unbelievable at that stuff. But he, he also but he, he also makes the shot a lot. Like when he, he throws does. himself back. No, it's impressive. <laughs> but, it's impressive. Yeah, but not to cut you off, keep going. Yeah, but I, and then I would just say the game's also eight minutes shorter. So, like, NBA guys, like, they're used to coasting into a game rather than having to play 40 minutes kind of like college, right? So if a team gets a, a quick advantage on you, it's way different in a 48-minute game than it is in a 40-minute game. But then I've also heard this point a lot too, right? When, when Patty Mills gets to go play for Australia, you know what I mean? And, and he's the best player on that team. Your confidence is just at a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just a way different style of basketball that, that you're playing, so, and and you're obviously this. Patty Mills is what the eighth or ninth man on his NBA team. He doesn't have the opportunity to go at right. these guys being the star player. So when he does, he's the, he's the star player on his team. So he he gets to take the shots. He's not worried about missing a shot and then coming out mm-hmm. of the game. So it's just like a, it's like. Whenever, whenever Syracuse or Duke or all these teams play against somebody else and they're coming into the dome or they're going to the camera, they're gonna get you're gonna get that team's best game. Right. So, uh, I think that also plays a role into it as well. Yeah, I there's a lot of uh, like the continuity of it too. Like these guys have been playing together on other countries every summer for four months for yeah. whatever it is, 10, 12 years, and like the team USA, it's not thrown together. It's established like a year before, and there's a training camp. But these guys never really play together. I, I do subscribe to that theory. The other thing is, like, it makes you wonder how many guys in the world, like, there's just so many good basketball players, how many guys, like, if you just, um, I don't know, Cam Thomas is an example of it. There's so many guys in the NBA, if you just, like, took the reins off and you're like, we need you to shoot 30 times tonight, yeah. they're going to score, like, 45 points. 
yeah. which goes to your point of like the confidence thing. You know, I, I totally agree with that because <laughs> this is going to sound like a crazy theory, but if, if a G League team played against an NBA team, I don't know, for example, when the remember the Australian team played the Phoenix Suns early early in last year's preseason and that kid, Craig Randall went off for 46 points and that uh-huh. that that team beat the Phoenix Suns. Like someone has to be the leading scorer on that team. You know what I mean? I actually like, totally forgot about that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like October 7th. It was very yeah, early exactly. in the basketball season. Yeah. It was literally like the first preseason <laughs> game of the year. Like someone has to be a leading scorer in that team. And Craig Randall had like 46 points that game. And then he comes to the G League and he averages 15 points a game. Right? Oh, did he like playing in the G League? Yeah, he played in the G League this past year. So it's just, uh, just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things where you, you can never – kind of predict those things and when when players get confidence and they have a good coach and I think the coaching over there is really good as well yeah. like like that that plays a big factor into it it's also it'll be interesting to see in like 10 15 years if the play style because it is like the NBA is even becoming a lot more European with like the concepts and everything we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Pat Riley talks about I was talking to I was talking to Spo and Pat Pat Riley about this. I mean, he was saying that uh, humble 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 brag. He was talking to Spo uh, and Pat. Quick boys. quick quick conversation. <laughs> didn't didn't have an extensive conversation. Not not at that level yet to have an extensive conversation. But he said like the the games have totally flipped. Like we used to be the tougher rumble guys who played like a very like uh, throw it into the paint, operate your offense through the paint. That type of that type of game. Now it's like, and the Europeans used to run like this fast-paced offense and, and shoot threes and everything like that. Now it's kind of flipped, right? The physicality in the European game is is, is a lot more, and that's mostly because of the rules, right? So, right. Um, stylistically, it's a lot different, and obviously, when you're going over there, everything everything changes, and everyone, like I said, everyone's yeah. giving you your best punch. That is something I hadn't hadn't thought of. Um, Surprise, surprise that Pat Riley and Eric Spolster think of basketball <laughs> a different way than I do. But it is interesting to think about, like, when Dirk came into the league, everyone was like, nah, he's too soft. He's going to suck. And now, like, I guess with the Persingas, probably just because of how he's built there is kind of that, like, rhetoric. But yeah, um, it has kind of flipped in a way. But that was good discourse. That was a very well-thought-out answer that uh, – I was expecting, but I'm happy you vocalized it on our platform because I think that all makes sense. Well, Patty, obviously we're big Syracuse guys. Let's talk about some Syracuse football action here. 
Syracuse football 3-0, big win at Purdue. What, what, do you, what do you think about the Orange in, in college football right now? I won't lie to you. I was moving into my uh, penthouse apartment. New spot in New York City. Nice. I missed the game. <laughs> but I saw highlights on, on Twitter. Um, I think you've said the quote on the podcast before. If you have a good quarterback in college football, you got a chance. And Schrader's just like nasty now. I don't even know if he, he played his A game. Maybe you can answer that question for me. But um, he just is like so in control that they kind of have yeah. a shot against anyone. And I, I would say the ACC should look out because Florida State is awesome. But other than that, it's, um, I don't know, as, as wide open as it's been, I'd say. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's I think it's a wide open league. And uh, even Florida State struggled at Boston College this week. So Yeah, that was hilarious. The Eagles, so they almost see. lost to Holy Cross the week before. I know. I know. I'm looking so, up, uh, I'm looking up Cuse's schedule right now. Yeah. Oh, I guess I forgot about UNC. They're they're real good. But like Pitts you know, down, Drake BC's May. real bad. Drake May's awesome. BC's real bad. Wake's bad. Is Georgia Tech bad? Yeah. I don't even know. Virginia Tech. Yeah. See, I don't I don't see this being a situation like last year where they started six and zero and they kind of floundered down the stretch because like the ACC was was pretty loaded. Well, also Schrader got hurt. Schrader got hurt. Yeah, like, that's true. And, and that's, that. that's another that's another thing about I think when you look at these teams, it's so quarterback centric. Like if you don't have a good quarterback, you have no chance, but if your quarterback gets hurt, I think you have less of a chance because your team continuity is all thrown off now. Right. Yeah, it's literally the entire offense. Um and shout out to my boy Aronde Godson. Huge loss for the Orange. Probably one of the best receivers in the country. Um, huge loss for the team, but obviously we're, they're still fighting, putting it together, three and zero, and moving on. But, but Patty, speaking of good quarterback play, I feel like we'd be remiss if we don't talk about like everyone else talks about every single day. Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Shadur Sanders, probably the, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not the best quarterback in the country, going against Oregon and Bo Nix this weekend. It's going to be a hell of a well, game. Well, first, yeah, I'm excited for that game. First, I, like the Colorado State game was very fun to watch. It ended at, I don't know, 5.30 in the morning, Eastern. <laughs> it's outrageous how late it was. Crazy. But um, I can't believe how much of like a show the game is now. Like how quickly. It was literally the first game ever. The Rock's there. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Shout out to him if he ever wants to come on the pod. Key Glock was performing in the locker room. Like I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much. Cause I think everyone's been talking about it, but just like, yeah, there's few people on planet Earth that can have the impact that Deion Sanders is having right now with that with that football program. He brought think, that team from one eleven to he brought that team from one eleven to now. There's a show in the in the news every single day on ESPN of Sports Center of Fox Sports of Colin Cowart like. Everyone wants mm-hmm. to talk about Colorado football. So shout out to that yeah. AD for having the forward-thinking mindset to bring Deion Sanders in. Yeah, that is a good shout-out to the AD. I don't think he's getting enough credit. No idea who that guy is. But, yeah, um, he's, he's a hell of a – he's good at his job, though. Do you think they're bigger already than, like, Johnny Football was? I don't know. I, I, I think Johnny Football was in a world of its own, but they're going to be making documentaries about Dion at Colorado one day, though. I think they are already. Like, they're, like, leading shows on Mondays after NFL games. 
with the social media effect too. Yeah. Sh- also, Shadur uh, Sanders is special too. He's yeah, special. He's nice. Travis Hunter, that's a bummer. He's out. That was a pretty dirty hit. But um, have you seen the clips of him on his like Bleacher Report pod? Travis Hunter, he'll wear like a draft costume and then like break down the game. It's actually real yeah. funny. And, like entertaining. He's unbelievable. And he, you know, he has like like a five bedroom house in in Boulder. He does like, really. Well, I mean, that's where he stays. Well, no, but it, it's just crazy to think about. That's what the college, a college athlete is now. Like That's we thought, now, yeah. we thought we were living really good in UV as college athletes. Never mind. Wow, like, let's go. We do the old head thing now. These yeah, kids nowadays. No. Yeah, no, the, like it's crazy. Like the college athletes nowadays. You yeah. can. It also literally, literally have a five-bedroom house in college. Yeah. And like, set like this, they, they they did a house tour, and I was watching it. They were setting up everything. They're like, "This is our guest bedroom. This is that." This is, I'm like, "Wow." This is unbelievable. That's unreal. That's why uh, when Caleb Williams' dad was like, if we don't like the situation in the NFL, it's probably Cat, but, I mean, he's going to get, like, millions of dollars at USC and be the best quarterback maybe ever. So, yeah. I don't know. That's, like, you kind of raise your eyebrows now. You're like, yeah, maybe he will do that. But um, big-time CFB slate this weekend. We got Florida State, Clemson. We got, what else? Like you said, Oregon, Colorado. Colorado. Oregon's Oregon's. What do you think the spread is in that game? No one does this on podcasts. Or, Oregon's got to be a twelve point, twelve point favorite. Twenty one point favorite. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I guess. It's not I mean, crazy. I mean, I, I I see it because Oregon has a really good defense and they have a great quarterback. And Colorado, like after they just struggled against Colorado State, I can see why people would would. We'll put that yeah. 21 points. Yeah, defense, hey, but they were also a 20 point, 21 point underdog against uh, against TCU in the first game of the year. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We got Ole Miss, Alabama, Miami Temple. That might be the biggest game of the day. We got, uh, no, I'm kidding, the biggest game of the day. Unequivocally, the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame versus Ohio State. How do you see that game going? No, I, I like Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame this year. I no think way. They, yeah, they they have a quarterback, and I'm not I'm not confident in Ohio State's quarterback this year. Hell yeah! Wow, that's so a pleasant I, surprise. I thought for sure you're gonna get, say they're gonna get smoked. No, 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 no. I like Notre Dame a lot this year. I, I think they're gonna have a chance. I'm not I'm not like a I'm not a huge Freeman guy. I, I don't know if Freeman's the coach of the future, but I, I got wholeheartedly I got disagree with that. <laughs> I think they're gonna win too. The other thing is like. You ever think in college sports, <laughs> this is going to sound like such a Notre Dame, like, apologist, big fan. People are like, oh, since 1993, Notre Dame's been 4-19 in top 10 matchups, which, yeah, that's true. Guess what? Not one kid on the team is, like, still on the team from 25 of those, or whatever, what is the math there? 19 plus 4, 23, yeah. from 21 of those at least. Like, that also, doesn't matter for this yeah. team or this year. Also, it's a different coach. They also beat exactly. Clemson. They also beat Clemson like in a crazy game. What was that? Three years ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was so, 2020. They they beat the shit out of Clemson last year. They won by 28. They ended up winning by 21, but they were up by like 35 at one point. So I never get that with college sports. It's like the Indiana Hoosiers are like I don't know one and twelve and. Top ten matchups in basketball in the last twenty. It's like, yeah, who gives a shit? 
no one on the team is, is still on the team. Yeah. But and Notre Dame was also in the college football playoff like what three times? Yeah, well the rap on them is they always get blown out in big games, which does happen. But that what my <laughs> point is is like Brian Kelly is now gone and he's doing that at LSU and getting smoked in big games. So it's a completely different scenario now. Yeah, but yeah, I think the Irish went by a cool three points. That's my you know, I, I, I like that. I like Hartman as a as a quarterback too. He's awesome. Great head of hair too. Good Phenomenal guy. head of hair. Yeah, yeah, just great having a good quarterback in college football. Yeah. Keeps him. But um, I think that about wraps this Saturday. I don't know what the biggest NFL game was this weekend, but... I don't, I don't want to talk about recap. the NFL, man. I don't want to talk about A little recap of last year, or last week. I think the Patriots, first of all, this is probably the worst Patriots team in the history of their franchise. They might be the worst team in the NFL. Well, that would mean that we have to be worse than the Cardinals, Thoughts? and we're not worse and we're not, we're not worse than the Cardinals. I, 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 I haven't seen the Patriots go by 24 against anyone this year. You also haven't seen him blow like a 24 point. Mac, Mac Jones or Josh Dobbs is like, I don't know. Let me step in here for a minute. Let me put things in perspective, all right? I waited, what has it been, 30 minutes of this podcast until you brought up the Patriots, and the first thing you said is that they're the worst team in the NFL. What else am I going to say? I'm just doing my duty is, is breaking down. The Eagles should have two losses on the season, but we're not going to get into that. The Patriots could are two plays away from having a good chance to be 2-0 and right now. Feet inbounds against the Eagles. And that last game where he actually did get the first down, but they didn't call it that way. On, uh, they called it that way on the field and then overturned it somehow, which is really that, that was a hilarious play. And I also don't get how it wasn't a first down. I don't find it funny, Patty. This is this is our livelihood <laughs> we're talking about. I mean, it was no, a hilarious I, play. I don't want to go on a rant about the Patriots. I'm just going to leave, leave leave it. And you're just going to leave it be? I'm just going to leave it be. I, I just... It's not even a fun, enjoyable brand of football to watch. Like I, yeah, I, exactly. I, They're boring as hell. I, I watch the games and I, I just don't have any excitement towards it. But, but I, I do think you can't count, count out Belichick, like ever. So we're gonna get better throughout the season. We're gonna end up being very competitive. Like, for us to win nine games is not out of the question. So I'm just looking at the schedule now. At Jets, I'll give you a win. At Cowboys. Yeah. Lose by 70, maybe. Saints loss, Raiders loss, Bills loss, Dolphins loss, Commanders loss, Colts, I'll give you a win. Yeah, I, Giants, there's, there's Giants no way loss. we're There's no way we're two and seven. Chargers loss. I the had Chargers are three so bad. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I have the over on six and a half wins uh, on multiple sports books, so I'm not worried about that. That, that That's a great that's a great play, Adam Lewis. I actually just placed a bet for Eagles uh, – Last undefeated team in the NFL, which I do love. I think they're gonna be seven and I don't, I don't love seven that. eight and a something like that. I mean, the only com- competitor is the Niners, but they play the Cowboys in between, so that'll wipe one of them out. Um, Eagle schedule is pretty light moving forward, so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, if you had nothing else in NFL. I don't know what to tell you guys. It, it kind of sucks that my team's awesome and your team sucks, but that's just where we've arrived at as a podcast. You guys might be the worst 2-0 team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> worst 2-0 team you've ever seen in your life, really? We're worse guys, than the Buccaneers this year. I, I mean, if you guys play the Buccaneers right now, I'd, I'd probably pick the Buccaneers. Well, 
what you will turn your TV on to ESPN in five days because we're playing them at Tampa Bay. Bake show. We'll see what happens. Let's go, Baker. I, need I think that's a get right game. Ten days of rest. They might get ugly in Tampa in Ebor <laughs> City. One of my favorite cities in the country. Can we talk about the predictions for the the Eagles uh, Vikings game? They won by oh, six, yeah. and I had them winning by five. So, I had I had thirty four thirty one. It was thirty four twenty eight. So, so you um, had the worst guess than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also said I said it was going to be a grinded out game, and then predicted that there would be sixty seven points scored or sixty five points scored. Just the complete opposite. Of- Grind it out, makes no absolutely no sense. I love when I listen back to the podcast. I'm like, what was I saying there? <laughs> yeah, dude, I always forget. That's why when I listen to podcasts now, I'm not like too hard on the guests. Yeah, because I never remember what I say on here. But um, Adam, there's a lot of a lot of chatter, a lot of argument about uh, the point differential or the point arg. I don't know what the word would be. Our dispute last week. About the number one ranked team. When I was editing that clip, my thought was, oh, this is just a funny moment that people will enjoy. And then I added in the part where Jim Beheim got rid of the blue jerseys because of it. And that's Uh even the caption. If you look to this day, it says like, oh, it was a nightmare week for Syracuse basketball. They got rid of the jerseys. And my whole thought was, oh, it's just a funny moment. And then everyone was like texting me, like, I'm pretty sure Patty's in the right. And I'm like, come on. Yes. It's just like a hell yeah. Unfortunately, I got, I got some votes of confidence in your, <laughs> in your uh, side of things. Adam, so. Adam, if I had the year right, I, I would have been saying the same thing. Well, the thing is, like, Swatter, you were saying stick to your gut, stick to your gut. Like, this has nothing to do with Adam's gut. It's just a factual argument. <laughs> this is not an opinion. The way I worded the question was not. Um, specific enough but then again it seems like you're always having arguments when you lose so maybe next time you should try to get some more right and then it wouldn't matter didn't i win last week in the past i'm talking past like trivia uh in drafts and the way i word instagram posts you're always complaining about something so well i mean the 2k draft was inexcusable was it there's there's really (laughs) i'll try to be better there's really no adam uh, we've gotten great feedback from the third Mike being more active. Yeah, I think that's been the the biggest revel- revelation of the podcast within the last the, within the summer episodes is that uh, Adam's getting more of a voice, which we 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 always knew it was there, but um, yeah, it has been since Vegas since you were sitting in the chair. Yep, it's like a character but, arc. It's been coming. But speaking of which, I got some mailbag questions. You guys want to jump into those? Let's do uh, two mailbag questions, then then we'll wrap it up. Sure, I like it. Jesse asked, if you could be in the mind of anyone past or present for 15 minutes, who would it be? Let's keep it to like bad, the basketball world, maybe. Someone asked that? That's a terrific question for our podcast. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, Swider, what's your favorite store in Miami? Yeah, seriously. Um, so I'll, I'll go first. I think the obvious answer, uh, let, let's just not say Kobe Bryant. Because I think yeah. it's just like the oh, we're doing we're doing all basketball. That Adam said ba- we're gonna do basketball all on right. this one. I want to. <sighs> this episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. 
loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What? Through the mind of someone. I, I want to go through Michael Jordan's mind, Game 6 of the 1998 Finals. Oh, we're getting specific with it. Yeah, I think we should go specific moments. We should go specific moments. I think if you watch the last dance, he's just so exhausted. He has like he, he has nothing left, and winning that championship and just just the mindset that went into that game. So I would, I'm gonna lock in Michael Jordan Game Six, 1998 NBA Finals. All right, again, that's a good answer. Um, I think I'm gonna go coach because that involves a lot more like mentality stuff. I want to say I was gonna say Pat Riley, but that's like sounds like it's pandering to you. <laughs> so I don't know, but that's cooler what you're saying. I don't know if I have an answer. I have to think about this longer. I would definitely go like front office GM role. Let's go. I'm gonna say Let's Pat Riley. I'm gonna say Rob, Rob Palinka in the in the trade deadline no. this year. <laughs> I think that's more interesting because when you're playing, it's all like instincts, like in the in a game. You know what I mean? That'd be more of a feeling rather than a mindset, I think. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a big coaching moment, and I got nothing for you. I just think it'd be sweet, like orchestrating a team and then like seeing it actually put together. It's yeah. something I'm very envious of, being able to construct a team. So I'll go out uh, Billy Bean and Moneyball. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> you got one. I've been trying to think the whole time. Uh, the original question asked for like 15 minutes. So my thought was like something big happens uh, and more reaction afterwards. So like big plays, you know, LeBron's block in uh, 2016. Um, I don't know. Right, Steph Curry, right. any of those three pointers, like game winners, whatever. I think it would be LeBron's block in that. Like, like the first second would have been him running down the court and a couple minutes after that. Because I think like literally 15 minutes later, right? That's when they won. So that's a great answer. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. Okay, question number two, Adam. Yeah, yeah. question me. number two. Thanks to our followers on Instagram. If you ask it on Instagram, we will read it off. Uh, unless there's like a bunch of them, but that would not be a bad problem to have. Uh, this one is a little more specific, um, and I know the answer to both of you already, but I'll answer. I'll ask it anyway. Uh, would you ever want to be a sports comment commentator one day for NBA games? But you have your sights set on this, right? Not to get out in front of your answer. I don't think yeah, I would, it, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't I think, think I'm good me, enough on my feet. I think starting a podcast is, is taught me that I need more of a long-form thing where I can't do, like, play-by-play because I'm not going to be a color guy for anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, no, for yeah, sure. You, you, I, you, you take the floor. Yeah, no, I think for me that's, that's one of the avenues that I would like to go in. But just being in the game, I, I don't know. Like, I'm such a – competitive guy like like I want to be like reaching towards something I can see myself getting to coaching and then later getting to commentating but um, coaching first I don't know man I don't know maybe commentating and coaching I just think it's tough like once like once you have that like that that competition and then you lose it like how do you Patty this is a question for me to you how do you find that how do you find that competition how do I find it well you join a men's league and absolutely run amok and then win a rank that's how you find it Okay. No, but I don't fair. know. I mean, the, it's a lot different for an NBA player. Yeah. Obviously, but I think a lot of guys talk about it in 
um, there is something that has to fill, fill the void. That's why people say athletes die twice because it's like your career's over and then you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do. Um, yeah. That's a good plug, actually, because I just watched the Kelsey documentary, Jason Kelsey. Oh, great. Great, great you documentary. Watch it? I watched it. Great it was documentary. phenomenal. I almost cried like multiple times watching it. Very it was, well done. It was so, so good. But a lot of it is about that, how he's like, I don't know. He's like, I could do all these different things. I could garden. I could start a podcast. I could, I don't know, do real estate. And he's like, I'm not going to be the best in the entire world <laughs> at whatever I do. Like, I'm the best center in the entire world. So it is an interesting yeah. conversation to have. Very interesting. Um, but, yeah, that's why I think people like yourself will get into commentating. Or coaching seems to be the more, like, scratching the edge of the competitive route. Because, yeah. even like GMAC said on our podcast, like, it's a different route, but you're just as competitive and want to win just as much. So we'll see if you join a men's league. That's my recommendation. (laughs) Well, I think that was great. Adam, thanks for the questions, man. We're going to wrap up episode 47 of the Sweater Show this week. Appreciate you guys all listening. And uh, we're going to throw it over to the Patty Casey now on the outro. So appreciate you guys listening. We'll we'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll have have a guest for you guys. So uh, tune in next week, and and we'll we'll, we'll be talking to you guys then. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week cold swatter show with patty casey is presented by blue wire podcast and our executive producer is adam lewis swatter show is created by cole swatter patty casey and producer adam lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week